Hello and welcome to Season 2 and a special holiday edition of the Lisa Swander Blogcast, a place where you can listen to blogs and keep those hands free for cracking chestnuts or feeling the love in the room from the floor to the ceiling. This podcast includes some encouragement, some pop culture, and perhaps some humor. If you would like to read any of this stuff with your eyes, all these blog posts are published at lisaswander.com, and there's a link in the show notes. Today's episode is from October of 2020, and this is the season two premiere. I picked this one because this is a seasonal blog post. It's about me having Raynaud's disease, which doesn't bother me that much in the summertime, but boy, oh boy, fall and winter. Out come the white fingers. If you don't know anybody with Raynaud's, which you probably do because it's not like uncommon. I know, not counting my family, I think three or four people who also have it. It makes your fingers turn white, even in reasonable temperatures, anything under 55, 60 degrees. So you'll often see us wearing mittens in balmy conditions, or you'll see me. That's the way I walk around my neighborhood. And I hate it. And I continue to hate it. This post is from my pop psychology era of blogging when I was really fascinated by the way our brains work. And so this post is not just about me having right notes, but it's also about being self-conscious as a grown adult and why that continues to happen to all of us, unfortunately. So whether you've got weird corpse fingers or a new haircut or whatever it is that's making you feel self-conscious, rest assured that it's part of our human programming and you're not alone. Welcome back. Enjoy. Tis the season to be self-conscious. October 20th, 2020. Time to talk about another thing humans aren't very good at. And as the cold weather descends, I've got one at the front of my mind. We do a pretty bad job of gauging how much other people notice us. In my case, I like to think of this as seasonal self-consciousness disorder. Every fall, I have to begin leaving my home dressed as the Michelin Man. This is not because I dislike being cold, although to be clear, I do dislike being cold. It's not because I love the cutting-edge fashion statement of knit beanies or the hilarity of trying to point to things with mittens on. It's because I get colder than the rest of you, and despite the fact that you have probably never noticed this, I feel bad about it. I have Raynaud's disease, which is more of an inconvenience than a disease, really, but I suppose Raynaud's irritating thing that keeps happening at inopportune times doesn't have the same ring to it. It is sometimes called Raynaud's phenomenon, though, which is kind of exciting. When I get too cold, typically in weather below about 60 degrees, but also in aggressive air conditioning, or even a warm patio as I'm holding a frosty kombucha, my body cuts off the blood flow to my fingers and toes and they turn a corpsely shade of white. For the post-industrial age, non-mountaineering woman, this is not particularly dangerous. As long as I can get my fingers warm again within an hour or two, nothing is going to snap off, mortify, or get amputated. There are some quality-of-life issues. I can't hold a pen, zip a jacket, or buckle a kid into a car seat during an episode, but these are more humbling than threatening. The real problem for me about having Raynaud's has never been about how it aches or impedes, but rather about how it looks. Call me shallow, but cadaver hands are not cute, nor are the hand and footwear I require to enjoy activities other people are doing in stylish puffy vests and converse. 
Well, okay, it's not that the clothes themselves are bad exactly. Outerwear is a thing right now, REI is a thing, and shearling line boots are a thing. So my Raynaud's armor is not unstylish as far as winter fashion goes, but it is asynchronous. See, I'm wearing the same clothes you would wear if we were going snowmobiling, except we're going to a pumpkin patch and it's 55 degrees out. I'm shoving chemical hand warmers into Gore-Tex mittens and firing up my electric sock boots with the fur combination in late September, and the rest of you are wearing jean jackets and flats. Or I've opted for style over circulation and skipped the mittens, and now my fingers look like something you'd stick in a Halloween candy bowl for effect. In either case, I am acutely aware that I am not blending in with the foliage. And unless I'm diligently policing my thoughts, both the mittens and the undead look make me feel self-conscious at best and like a big doofus at worst. I perceive this to be a big deal, even though it almost certainly isn't, that everyone is noticing, even though they almost certainly aren't. This isn't really seasonal, nor is it a disorder, of course. It's a normal and annoying part of being a person. It's called the spotlight effect. We think other people notice us a lot more than they actually do. I share all of this not because my suffering is so great, Raynaud's inconvenience, but because I suspect I'm not alone in my grown woman self-consciousness. I suspect that many of you also still feel, at times, a pressing need to fit in, blend, and not be a doofus. It probably doesn't have as much to do with outerwear for you, but I'm guessing it has its own tender or irritating touch point in your life. It's embarrassing, though, because it feels like such a middle school problem, right? We're grown adults, and we want to believe the days of pressing our noses against the glass of an Abercrombie store are gone, and yet somehow we find ourselves doing it again. We've just moved to a different store, with slightly different, less emaciated mannequins. It's the life store, is what I'm saying, the store of life, which does smell slightly less offensive than an Abercrombie and Fitch, generally speaking. Like comparative optimism, the spotlight effect likely isn't going away anytime soon. Being hyper-aware of our appearance to others is about conforming to social norms, which is in the source code of the human brain. Our cave ancestors wisely did not wish to fight saber-toothed kangaroos on their own, so we learned to fit in. So I can't offer any solutions, but what I can offer is a gesture of open arms, a welcome to every grown adult who still feels like they are walking into the middle school cafeteria alone from time to time. Whether you are foregoing the mittens you really need, skipping the meeting rather than walking in late, questioning the hairstyle you always wanted to try, or still, still wondering if you're going to be the only person showing up someplace with a mask, I can offer you this. Same. And this. It's not a malfunction. It's just who we are. And this. If you know where to find really warm mittens, send me a message. 